what sells. The superior man understands what is right. The inferior man understands what will sell. You may, at first glance, assume this characterization was made by a hard-hitting, modern business executive, but it wasn't. It came from our old friend Confucius, again dividing us into superior and inferior people. John Egan pointed out, the absolute fundamental aim is to make money out of satisfying customers. How do you do that? You sell great products combined with terrific service. That is the formula for what sells. Of course, understanding that makes Egan and you inferior people, according to Confucius. Alternatively, William Arthur Ward said, wiser those who learn that the bottom line doesn't always have to be their top priority. Perhaps you will want to share this view with your stockholders the next time you are presenting your company's financial statement. At least you can assure them you are a superior person, using Confucius as your authority. Alting E. Morrison advised, the executive exists to make sensible exceptions to general rules. Your first sensible exception can be with Confucius' rule about superior and inferior people. You can do this by suggesting a replacement rule, your rule. The exceptional man, the truly exceptional executive, both understands what is right and how to sell it. In my opinion, no less a philosopher than John Stuart Mill said, we can never be sure that the opinion we are endeavoring to stifle is a false opinion, and if we were sure, stifling it would be an evil still. The peculiar evil of silencing the expression of an opinion is, that it is robbing the human race, posterity as well as the existing generation, those who dissent from the opinion, still more than those who hold it. If the opinion is right, they are deprived of the opportunity of exchanging error for truth. If wrong, they lose, what is almost as great a benefit, the clearer perception and livelier impression of truth, produced by its collision with error. If all mankind minus one were of one opinion, mankind would be no more justified in silencing that one person than he, if he had the power, would be justified in silencing mankind. You likely agree John Stuart Mill is a complex thinker. He is definitely not one who endeavors to stifle an opinion, especially his opinion. What might be easily overlooked, though, is each of us is the minus one and his mankind minus one. We are thus obligated to be sure the opinion we are endeavoring to stifle isn't ours. You have it on the authority of John Stuart Mill stifling your opinion is an evil still. So the next time you're tempted to keep your opinion to yourself, are tempted to be self-censoring. 
consider standing up, speaking up, and sharing your clearer perception and livelier impression of truth. It's your civic duty. The Train of the Future President Eisenhower said, Neither a wise man nor a brave man lies down on the tracks of history to wait for the train of the future to run over him. Proactively boarding the train isn't just a good idea, it's the only ride from the past. As Confucius counseled, they must often change, who would be constant in happiness or wisdom. The advice was, in turn, expanded by St. Augustine, if you would attain to what you are not yet. You must always be displeased by what you are, for where you are placed with yourself or you have remained. Keep adding, keep walking, keep advancing. You may bemoan the ever-changing uncertainty of life, but as Bertolt Brecht pointed out, because things are the way they are, things will not stay the way they are. Over 400 years ago, Francis Bacon observed, he that will not apply new remedies must expect new evils, for time is the greatest innovator. He also noted, Things alter for the worse spontaneously, if they be not altered for the better designedly. There is potential good news though. Change always comes bearing gifts, according to Price Pritchett. Sure, those gifts may be a mixed blessing, but as the famous Anon suggested, if nothing ever changed, there'd be no butterflies, and then added, you can avoid having ulcers by adapting to the situation. If you fall in the mud puddle, check your pockets for fish. If butterflies and fish aren't sufficient incentive, keep in mind, at the bottom line, John Lilly was on target, our only security is our ability to change.